Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, it's officially the offseason. Uh, congratulations to your I'm Toronto Raptors. Well, NFL yeah. will start. My yeah, it's officially it's officially the offseason for basketball and NFL and NFL. We have a we have kind of a, a lull here in the old uh, sports calendar until we get back into it heavy duty with the uh, U.S. professional sports. But yeah, uh, congratulations to your Raptors. Congratulations to your Blues. Um, that was uh, yeah. Congratulations to your Gary yeah, Woodland. I did have some uh, Raptors outright to uh, offset a bunch of four years futures. So they were my Raptors. I didn't have any blues exposure. I had some Vegas Golden Knights exposure and the Islanders. Neither of those teams made the final. Gary Woodland, I'd like to tell him to suck my ass, but he's such a nice guy. (laughs) Really nice guy. Really nice guy. He's like the nicest person. I never met him. But, um, yeah, I ended up losing like a, a little over a unit on the U.S. Open, which was not terrible because I outlaid a shitload. I really went balls deep. I learned a lot of lessons. I think it sucks for some of the lessons you learn in golf, especially when you learn about specific like other tournaments. I feel like I learned some lessons, but I don't know if I can use them until next year. So I've, <laughs> sure. I've been keeping on notes because it's, it's been fun betting golf. Uh, I mean, yeah, right now I don't – I still haven't got my uh, – MLB stuff figured out. I haven't bet much of that, so it's women's World Cup or bust. Yeah, and, right on, man. Uh, uh, so yeah, you you were you were uh, you, you were laying uh, you were laying out like Rufus Peabody type of uh, units on the uh, on the. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I made like thirty five bets, but they weren't great. <laughs> I don't know yeah. Um, yeah, I've 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 really gotten to grown fond of the Rufus Peabody um, uh, Twitter timeline. It's good shit, man. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the U.S. Open was uh, was fine. Uh, it was uh, it was a it was a very gray weekend in California, not just in in the uh, in the Pebble Beach Carmel area, but in Southern California as well. We are mired in some June gloom right now that's affecting everyone's mood. Um, desperately waiting for like real deal summer to arrive to Southern California, <clears throat> but yeah. uh, you know who else is arriving to Southern California? Anthony Davis, man. Uh, a lot of Lakers. Oh, that Lakers was a talk this weekend. They stole it. They stole the show a little bit from Toronto's. Uh, kind of, they stole some of the glow. Toronto basking in the glory of their first ever NBA championship. Lakers uh, cruise right in and steal the show. Um, that was a that was that was a move we saw coming, I guess. But I don't really know what they do now. Uh, and I think the market has drastically overreacted. Um, I don't think that you can in any way, shape, or form convince me that uh, on the fly these guys are going to figure out a way to put a team around two superstars that is fundamentally should be the favored to win the NBA title next year. I mean, crazy things could happen, I guess. Irv Kyrie could go, but I think he seems like pretty sold on the nets. Uh, Kawhi could go, but I think he seems much more likely to stay in Toronto or, or go to the Clippers. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's weird that the market is, you know, all in on the Lakers. I guess they had to kind of shape the prices that way from the jump because there's so many, you know, so many people willing to get in and, and lay Lakers oh money. Right. The, and the Lakers fanboys on the timeline are, 
insufferable right now. Like this, they've already they're already putting putting room for number seventeen in the old trophy case. Like, yeah, I think you still need another piece. And they did kind of dick themselves where they they don't have room for that third max. Like, I don't know. It's uh, maybe this isn't uh, maybe this isn't the best team in the West yet. I yeah, still, right. like, I don't know. There's so many questions, and this is let's put a pin in it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's fun because the off season is more fun than the regular season. And but like you said, there's so many things that have to hash out. You said Kawhi, Kyrie, if the Rockets stay together. I mean, there, there's so much shit. Durant, we don't know what's going on with like ten different other moving parts. That's where I don't love getting involved in the NBA market right now. Just. Uh, so much we'll let all the chips fall. Yeah, we'll, we'll let yeah. we'll let a lot of those fall over the course of the summer here, and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll bring it up as it, as news pops, I guess. I got. I mean, I mean, uh, you're you're kind of uh, you're kind of forgetting something important here. We're gonna do an entire podcast on all of the gossip and all of the off season NBA stuff on Wednesday. <laughs> so let's just put a pin in this for now. We'll, we'll put a uh, pin on gonna, it. Until, yeah, until we're gonna we're gonna bring in. Yeah, right. If you. If you're the kind of person who just is sick and tired of NBA and you can't wait, you, you just want it to be done and gone, um, well, we apologize in advance because Wednesday we're going to do a full-on hit, hit some draft props, hit some free agency props, hit some, you know, kind of talk through some of the, the way that these teams are, are kind of forming themselves for, for next season with uh, with the special guest on Wednesday. That's going to be a ton of fun. So let's put a pin in our NBA talk for now. Uh, and, uh, yeah, any other specific thoughts about the women's world cup besides the fact that it's been a fun and profitable betting experience to this point yeah germany like you you had that tweet earlier and i mean it's something we said at the beginning germany probably has a nice path they haven't looked uber dominant see what i did there (laughs) but um but they've looked really good france and the u.s it just feels like holy shit this is really chalky like france and the u.s are really good thailand is really 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 bad um, I mean, just, they got a goal though that was pretty fun to did, watch they got a goal that was actually exciting because there are teams there are teams that uh have not scored not, yet that, and they won't probably no. <laughs> Like Argentina's not part, even trying to score. Yeah, Argentina, the best part, there's a scenario, and it's not even that unlikely because the, the we went over this a little in the on the timeline. There's six groups rather than eight, like the the men have. So they can't just advance two teams from each group and have sixteen. You only end up with twelve teams when you have six groups. So they need to supplement it with four more teams. So they take all the third place teams and put them in their own separate category and weigh out the top four of those six third place teams and those go. And right now Argentina is sitting in that advancement spot, one of them, and they haven't scored in their first two matches. Right. And, and, they, and, and not they even close. because they got a draw. No, they, they've looked pretty awful, but if they play to a scoreless draw and I think it's Chile and New Zealand draw, and then two other teams that play each other in a different group draw. If there's three draws, like and Argentina doesn't score again, uh, they would advance with <laughs> no goals scored, which yeah. and it's not that it's not that terribly unlikely for this to happen. I should look at some of those prices; just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the the disparity between the top teams in the Women's World Cup and even the bottom of the teams that are advancing is quite amazing. Oh, 
France, all, all our outrights look really good though. Australia, yeah. Australia yeah. should advance. The Netherlands, uh, the U.S. and uh, U.S. <clears throat> are already there, and then Australia and the Netherlands look pretty good too. So, have you looked at how the group seating is going to go down, <clears throat> and uh, whether we've got good coverage across the board? I was digging. I was digging into that a little. I'm going to play with that a little more tonight. But it looks like yeah, the the Germany and the Netherlands picks aren't bad. And then uh, even though the France and U.S. match up early, it, it just almost buys you a team into the semifinals no matter what. It just would yeah. be awful hard to lose both of those teams before they meet each other or lose. It, it's going to happen. One of those teams is a semifinalist. That's just happening. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> right. Okay. All right. Well. Uh... Any any super duper hot takes on the upcoming matches? You can give give out some winners before we dive into the most controversial topic we've ever talked about on this podcast. I do not look at the stuff until I wake up. I okay. literally handicapped all this stuff this morning and went with. Oh man, like my, I still have heartburn from that. I bet an under two, which is that's like oh my god, that's, that's like that's hard. That's that's low. Like Chilean men's second league where they say, you know, in South America where they set the unders, over-unders at two. And it just, it doesn't matter how, you know, if the ball was deflated. It's still, still you're static, still nervous. Right? You're still nervous, still right? Static, <clears throat> are terrible, okay. so. You think uh, the Dutch, uh, Dutch clip, uh, clip Canada? Dutch kill Canada? I think they've looked better than Canada so far. Canada's not been great. I'm going to look at the XG numbers and some of the results and wait for lineups again in the morning. Is that one tomorrow? Honestly, I, I no, don't that one's know. No, that one's until Thursday. Oh. <clears throat> tomorrow is that. Yeah, well, tomorrow's well, Italy. Tomorrow, tomorrow I like Italy over Brazil. Uh, that's my favorite look tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, I like no goals scored in the Argentina-Scotland game. Uh, and then um, on uh, – on Thursday, we got the uh, the good ones: USA versus Sweden, Dutch versus Canada. Those are going to be great matches. So, um, all right, yeah, I talked about we'll, game, we'll, but I'll we'll, probably be yeah. at under in the Argentina match too. I'll probably yeah. sweat up. We'll, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start upping my posting what I'm actually playing because right now I'm posting for I don't really have a good answer for why other than I just don't want to make it seem like I know at all what I'm doing. So I'm only posting the ones that I feel like I have an especially worthwhile edge on. Um, but I'll post some more, and you guys can play along since there's nothing else going on in sports <clears throat> you get ready to do this ready to touch the yeah. third rail we're going to get into this okay so evergreen podcast part of this series that we've done this off season uh there's a topic that we have danced around uh it is a topic that deserves <clears throat> careful kind of examination from all sides from a lot of different angles uh and you know i think we are kind of yeah you know, i don't know i want to say uniquely but we are in a good position to do justice to covering this topic because neither one of us has ever charged for picks and the topic is counting. Uh, this, it's also good timing. There's a lot of conversation going on about this currently. Um, we had some interesting conversation with the, one of our guests, Pikachu, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but we unfortunately the audio was really, really, really bad, so we had to uh, eliminate it from the podcast. Unfortunately, but um, either way, it kind of inspired us to think harder about the topic, think harder about you know the the issues surrounding touting, and really kind of give it some attention, so that you know those of you who are listening who have you know who have who are somewhat new to this or medium even medium experience to this can kind of 
you know, see from our perspective, some of the, you know, some of the issues that surround, you know, kind of, you know, what, what, what is going on? You know, what, why some people in the space are like to the death, to the gills, anti-tout, why some people in the space who we're good friends with, um, you know, sell picks and, you know, we take no exception to it. Um, it's, it's, it's worthwhile to kind of go through this and um, kind of explore all sides. Do you think that's a fair way to yeah, say something? Yeah, I guess, uh, I don't know, I shouldn't give my hot takes right away, I guess, but uh, <clears throat> I consider it like politics. There's some people that are, they're really into politics and they're really, I'm a, I'm a liberal or I'm, I, I or the other, you know, I watch Fox News, you know, like they, they really, really, really get into it and they really want to argue about it. And they, they hate follow other people that are from the other side of the aisle. And that's all they want to talk about is politics. Like there's, there's, that's touting to me. Like there's some people that really, really, really hate it. And that's, they really, really want to get into it sometimes. And I guess there isn't the other side that, that analogy didn't work out. Cause there's not like some <laughs> captain tout who's like on the other side of the aisle, like, Oh, this is, it's really good. But, and I'm just, well, I mean, there is, there's RJ bell, obviously who no, sets up no. an entire, entire site and basically positions himself as selling advantage information. But yeah, and at the same time, I'm just which like, is, by the I way, just, we yeah. would take severe exception to that being in any way, shape, or form held as a true statement. But you know, yeah, I'm we, just we, saying yeah. that that happens that out there. And I'm just, man, I'm, I'm, I don't really have political leanings all that much, but I would, I'm kind of a libertarian as far as that goes and capitalism goes. Just, I mean, if there's a market for somebody, something, and you're not like seriously harming society fuck it people are gonna pay for something do it i guess like, i don't care yeah okay so my 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 underlying my underlying um feeling about about selling picks is uh and of course you know because because there are very clear and obvious examples of quote-unquote touting where it is nothing but an abject scam Right. There are there is a laundry list of those examples. I, I we don't we can't I, I'm not even going to entertain a lot of these because giving these kind of people time and and, uh, and energy talking about it is wasted. Like there are abject scams out there of people who are masquerading as winning players uh, who are selling their picks for just to make money. And they you know, the entirety of their existence is convincing you who knows nothing about the space and the industry that they have some winning information that will make you winning better. And that all that it takes is for you to come up with another $500 or another thousand, you know, there are, there is a lot of examples for that. Watch the Showtime action network and get your fill of that. That is very true. Um, and fair characterization of some of the, you know, the worst, um, you know, scamming in the space. My, general feeling though towards players people like us people who you know who have spent and poured a ton of time and energy and you know tuition into learning about sports betting and have crafted an edge and decide to sell that information i really don't care i i really couldn't care less if you if th there there is this is an unforgivable space there is there no one is looking out for you if you have an edge and you want to make money on that edge, you can do it however the hell you feel. 
if you are a relatively small time player, if you're undercapitalized, but you've figured out like through, you know, through hard work or through careful paying attention that there is an edge doing X, Y, or Z in the betting space. And, you know, your choices are fairly limited, right? You don't, there's not a lot you can really do, uh, you know, if you are undercapitalized. You can seek out, you know, people who will move for you, who will make those bets for you and try to get, you know, try to get more money down uh, that, you know, to capitalize on having an edge. But like that information is inevitably going to trickle into players who have much more power, much more influence than you have. And the edge will get the life squeezed out of it. And before you know it, you're you're screwed. Right. And so I think there's quite a lot of examples of that, of people who are originators who have you know, who don't, you know, who are undercapitalized and, and their edge gets blown out of the water by, you know, kind of teaming up in those ways. Is that, is that something that you get any whiff of? Yeah. I don't know how much I want to generalize. Like everybody who sells information, sells picks, does it for different reasons. Some people, you know, the just like, I'm putting a lot of time in this. It'd be nice to have a little extra income. Like why? I mean, it's like, I think Brian Leonard said that he's like, you know, it's just, it's nice to have the income from that. It's, it's, it's almost like getting a little extra, getting a little extra value on the line because there's always going to be people that, you know, want, uh, want the opinion of somebody who's taking the time and looking at this stuff. I think there's just plenty of people who want to get down on it recreationally and maybe they don't have the time to handicap. I mean, that's who, who I, who I think is the the main market for this. I mean, there are <clears throat> there are plenty of people like, especially on the gambling Twitter space, who just you know they're, they're just abject scams, like you said. Like the these people, you know, don't don't send money to an account that appeared like a month ago. Like that's, I mean, things we shouldn't have to say, but I've seen so many examples of people like paying for picks to. You know, to, to accounts they never should. I mean, look for look for at least look for somebody who's been around for a little bit and has some sort of record. But you know, you know, some guys are just looking to get some extra income that way. And I mean, it's it's a job for them in that sense. Like uh, we know a few people who do that. It's a it's a nice part of their income. You know, some people are probably underutilized or undercapitalized rather on uh, what they can actually play per game if they just don't have the bankroll and it's it's a way to increase increase the money they're making for putting the time in on it you know i think everybody's probably doing it for a little bit different reason and again it's just i just keep going back to the thing like if there's a market for something and it's i mean it's not like you you know something that's harming some harming some greater part of the you know the human race i i don't see why uh, I, I see the pros and cons. Obviously, there's a ton of cons to the touting industry, but I just, I guess, my thing is I don't see how some people get quite as angry as they do about it. Well, let, let's, we, let we can, and we will, and we will touch on the cons. Well, let's 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 start. Let's give let's give a little bit more time and energy, I guess, to the scam part of this. What are some signs of someone who's selling picks and it's a clear and obvious scam? Oh, I mean, like I said, if it, if it's a Twitter account that you know, like, oh, here here's my record, you know, I'm I'm 250 and 150 over my last 400 plays, but that Twitter account is like brand new. Well, says you, 
I guess. Like I would I would want some sort of tracking or something or you know, some sort of somebody I trust to vouch for somebody on something like that. Like there's just a ton of that. And I guess maybe this is a good chance to go through some of that stuff that we've learned. You know, you talk about the you talk about the the, the learning curve we've had just being in the Twitter gambling community for a little while. Like there's a lot of scams to the to be had that you don't think about. Maybe just we aren't we aren't scammy enough to think of these because as soon as they pop, it's like, oh shit, that's a really good idea. Like I get what they would do. Like that's that's dirty and it's dirty pool, but it's super good idea. Where you know, there's people that they'll start four, five, six, ten accounts at once, and they'll post plays to all of them, different plays, and wait for one of those accounts to like have a hot streak, and then that's the one that starts selling plays. The rest of them just go to the wayside. I mean, that happens a lot. That was the one I was hoping you would bring up as far as an example, because that is that is 101, right? The 101 is you're not even handicapping. You don't have advantage information. You're literally just flipping coins, waiting for uh, any, you know some sort of minimal short-term track record to hold up as a hot streak that you now, oh, look, obviously, like, oh, look, you've been paying attention for a month. This guy's, you know, exactly like you said, he's he's uh, he's 60% over his last month. Like, if you want to stay on the hot train with this guy, come, you know, it's going to be 50 bucks, right? I mean, like, that's, that is 101. Uh, also, 101 is, you know, guys, what's the old school scam they used to do is, is call, they would, you know, the one, they would call up a robocall, basically. Uh, a bunch of people, a robo text a bunch of people and be like, I have an absolute lock on this super high profile game tonight. You're going to want to bet this with me. And it's the Raptors. Well, guess what? There was another exactly equal amount of phone calls made of text sent out that said they had that lock and it was the Warriors, right? And they literally are counting on the fact that 50% of the people that received that call or get got that text will think, oh my God. They said this was super high confidence. They knew the outcome, and it came true. Therefore, this is an example of someone who has legitimate information. I mean, like this is 101. And you know, so if you are coming across this, and if you if you're hearing these stories for the first time, like you know, do a little bit of reading, do a little bit of research, because this is stuff that you should kind of be very very familiar with by the time you have kind of gotten to the point where you're, you know, seeking out a podcast like ours, I guess. But um, you know, but but clearly and obviously. When anyone is asking for money for anything in the gambling Twitter space, like you are, you absolutely have to do your due diligence to figure out. Well, number one, why are they asking for money? And number two, you know what what is the scam here? Because you know nine out of ten of them are scams. So you know keep keep all of that in mind as we go through this. And it's crazy, and we are saying this even in the um, even in the recognizing and com- fully acknowledging. We have had numerous guests on this podcast who we have brought on, given effectively given legitimacy to, and that they sell picks and sell information. And I am fine with all of that. And mostly it is because I value their opinion. I value the work they're putting into this. And I want to know what they have to say. A lot of these people have fascinating stories. A lot of these people have process uh, nuggets that they're willing to share with us. And you know, whether or not they're, you know, completely out to, you know, steal your money and, you know, have absolutely nothing of value. I think that comes across pretty clearly in the conversations we have with these people. And you can tell, you know, people we've talked to have given, you know, legitimate, fascinating stories and information and, and, and entertaining in entertaining ways 
uh, and, you know, have kind of tipped their hand on this is part of my process. And we've learned valuable lessons from that. I'm a sharper handicapper for that. And so it's it's a very clear and obvious kind of trade off there where, yeah, OK, they get some exposure from being guests on a well listened to podcast, at least well listened to in their tiny little sewer, you know, gambling sewer that you as you brought it up so eloquently the other day. But, you know, at the same time, like we're learning. Uh, about what you know goes into their process, and we can implement a, you know, aspects of that in, in our own handicap without you know without uh, you know completely you know casting those folks as you know pariahs. The flip side is if clearly if you are interested in betting some sport and you want advantage information that has you know worthwhile you know merit to it, but you don't have the time to completely comb through you know every team's uh, you know, spring camp report and all of the, you know, every, you, let's say you want to bet the NFL this year, but you want someone who has gone through every nugget that was written by every beat reporter about every single uh, team's training camp. Guess what? We know a guy who does that and he is exceptionally good at handicapping the NFL. And I will talk to him and ask him questions and share my information with him in exactly the same way as I would if he was not selling picks. Like that is an absolute no brainer to me. So there's clearly kind of, um, you know, there are clearly categories and tiers and painting with a broad brush that anyone who is touting as, you know, evil or scam artist, I think is, is unfair, even under the complete and, and very carefully documented throughout time, recognizing that there are a lot of people out there who are scamming and who are selling picks and have no information and have no handicapping angles and have no process. Uh, and I think, um, you know, it's, it's up to kind of the I mean, wire to kind of sift through that and figure out what's what. People, yeah, there's cases where for sure people were buying picks from someone reputable and just reselling them. That happens all the time. Oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, for yeah, sure. I think we're going, we're almost going too pro heavy. Like, yeah, I don't want to feel well, no, like no, I think we want to cover all the angles of this. And I think, no, I mean, I, you I mean, know, and granted, it, 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 I will own it. Also, I'm being defensive. We've brought on lots of people who sell sell uh you know sell handicapping information and giving them giving them you know credibility and exposure and opportunity to reach new you know clientele like i'm defensive about this absolutely i completely own that um but you know even in the sports that i care a, a ton about and i bet myself and i do my own due diligence homework handicapping process and everything uh there are still people whose opinions i want to know and have close so that I can, you know, kind of improve my overall handicap. And it's, it's you know, wisdom of the crowds is, is, a, is a thing, right? Wisdom, if you have uh, a, a whole, we've talked, and we've talked about this too. If you have a whole network of sharp people who are all doing their own independent process and are all gleaning information and are all sharing and posting the information that they use that they think is important, you're getting an inside look at what everyone is using to weight their decision-making process for any given NFL game. You are going to have a better chance at, at picking the right side at finding the advantage plays in the long run if you have exposure to all of this information did you agree with that yeah and you know like i've bought i've bought a what's the book i'm trying to think not the not the feel the long teaser I bought, book? no the warren sharp book like i bought warren oh, sharp's sure. i bought his book like i just Again, I don't think it's that much different than something like that. I bought information. I bought a book. Yeah, of course. 
he, he did a shitload of research on football and I paid him money to read about his research. It's it's not that dissimilar to that. That's a it's, that is a very fair way to characterize this. I hundred percent agree. Football outsiders almanac. You know, I mean, and granted, football outsiders will also sell you a bunch of picks that won't do very well, but their almanac will sure as hell get you prepared to bet the NFL regular season. I promise you that. Oh, yeah, no, it was a good read. I took a lot away, I thought. Same with Born Sharp, for that matter. <laughs> Can't we won't, He won't give you winning picks, necessarily, but he'll give you lots of information to make you better decisions, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess... Should we take the like the never tout community and yes, kind of like what absolutely what absolutely. their biggest what their biggest qualms are and yes, yes. I, th- so, I think the real biggest one is it it truly isn't like it doesn't scale it doesn't scale properly and I think a smart person who sells picks knows that or you can't have you know you can't have ten thousand clients because if you try to if you try to tell them I'm you know I'm betting the Orioles tonight. And then, you know, a shitload of those people aren't going to get the best of the number. Because even if they're all just betting small, that's enough people that are going to want to tail that bet. That's, yeah. The, the number's going to go to hell. Like, it, it doesn't... Let's, let's actually, let's, let's, go to, let's go to the, let's go to the, let's go to the fundamental resource for this. Sprager's tout chart. All right. I, this, this, this is, this is a work of art, in my opinion. I'll, and I'll, I'll message this to you as I'm talking about it so that you're not, you know, searching okay. randomly for it. I know what you're talking do you have it in front of you? No, I don't. But if you get message okay. to me, I will. All right. Well, at underscore Sprager has the tout chart that I've read a while ago. And it like clicked into place like, oh, that's what these people are talking about. And it's basically like, here are all the reasons why you should not buy picks from a tout. And they are and it's it's extremely logical and it makes a heck of a lot of sense. And effectively, uh, you know, the, the first question and it's legitimate question, does the tout bet the picks first? Okay, and presumably, if this is someone with advantage information, uh, and if it's someone who has a winning track record, uh, if they're betting the picks before they're giving them to you, then you it, it is a fundamental problem because they're betting a number that presumably will not be available to the first person that gets the picks from the top. Right? I mean, there there is a uh, if it's mm-hmm. advantage, uh, the minute that that is submitted, there's the market, the you know the the board lights up. Uh, you know, assuming that it's on screen, you know, the board lights up, the line changes, and now you've given all of these people who have paid for information something that is completely unavailable. This is tough. This is a tough problem to get around. Uh, guys who are respected uh, pick sellers in this space, I say respected, I mean, I have respect for them in terms of origination, and, and you know, they have a track record of actually providing winning picks even in, even through selling them. Guys like uh, Right Angle Sports, guys like Dr. Bob, although I don't really know all of the background of Dr. Bob, I know clearly he absolutely had an edge in college football for a long time. You know, these guys, uh, you know, they have gone through enormously difficult, like, contortions to try to get the information to the people who are paying for it in a way that they can bet the information in the same way that they would. Right. Have you heard some of these stories? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, it, yeah. it even just makes me think of my my guy Suma. Like, you know, yeah, he sells yeah. he sells NFL information, and he even posits to you like, I, I want to say he tells you like, here's the books I'm going to use for the year, like, so you know, 
Well, yeah, you know, because every year you're going to get people, well, how'd you get that number? Uh, you know, I'm using this book so I can get those numbers. Like, you, you have to have multiple outs. Right, that, right. Then that, and that's another, maybe that's another con that you could touch on that just isn't something that's super fixable. You know, if you do end up buying picks from somebody and, you know, maybe they are living in Vegas or Jersey, and they have access to, you know, multiple outs there, plus offshores, plus maybe some locals, and all you have is your local, or you have one offshore account. You might not be able to, you know, you might not be able to scale scale the units like they do. Like let's, they might they might win over the year, and you might break even. And honestly, that's I don't want to say that's like your fault, but it it kind of is. You you do need to have the available outs and stuff if you want to try to. If you want to try to get the best of the number, even if you're getting trying to get the best of a number that's given to you. Right. But I, I want to give a little bit of credit, a little bit of pat, pat on the back to the folks who are out there selling information and say that if you're doing your due diligence to your customers, you are telling them, I'm betting this myself. Here's where I'm betting it. This is as this is what I make the number and it is good to this number. And therefore, if you get that, inf you know, if you get that you know, note at three in the morning, your time, and you know, you see it at seven in the morning and you're like, oh, great. Like the number's been bet, you know, bet to oblivion all over the place. Like, yeah, I mean, at least, you know, then you have the tool in your hand, like, okay, well, there's no more edge there. So I'm not going to bet it, you know, and that way, you know, you're not fundamentally getting, you know, the worst of it, you know, from, you know, from the, you know, the way that the process of distribution of information goes. Um, and, you know, this is this people, people who, you know, who have taken good care to try to do this in a way that does, you know, help the customer and the consumer, uh, you know, have, you know, have gone through these, uh, you know, jumped through these hoops and made attempts to, to, you know, to do this. And not all of them have been successful, for sure. Like, you know, setting up telegram groups and text chains and like instant, like, you know, you know, in instant ways where they are giving you bots to put the bet in as soon as it goes to you, you know, like, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of attempts that have been made and it's not easy. And so it's, it's a clear impediment to, you know, the value of all of this is, and, and, you know, the, and on the other side of the coin, if the answer is no, they're not betting their own plays. Well, why the, why the hell not? Right. I mean, like, okay, wait, wait, wait. So you, you do, you're, you're, you're telling me that this person is selling you advantage information, but they're not betting them for some reason like that. That is a red flag. That's a huge red flag. And, you know, I think there's no real reasonable answer for this. Uh, you know, if, if the answer is no, he's undercapitalized and therefore can't take full advantage of his own genius, uh, the answer would be if he had the ability to determine plus EV bets, he wouldn't be undercapitalized. Uh, okay, so I will take a small exception to this and say there are there is a pretty obvious kind of category of people who sell picks who have crafted a very fine advantage on a very specific angle that the minute it would get into, uh, you know, it's plus EV, it's going to make money, it's going to be, but it's fragile, right? And the fragility of the system can't be ignored. And you can't go up to someone, uh, you know, who is an enormous mover expect them to be able to get down enough over a long enough time to make it you know to to even the books right like to like like if your goal is oh i'm gonna make you know 100 grand this year 
betting this one angle across this sport where there's, you know, 1200 games, right? Like, okay, yeah, I'm going to make 50, 60 units on this limit betting, you know? Okay. Well, even if you don't, even if you teamed up with someone who was going to free roll you on that, it, it's a leak. It's a leak. The information's going to get out. The edge is eventually going to go away. I, I just know it. And, you know, I think, there's so there's if they're not betting it at all that's a red flag but if they're like look i'm asking for this you know i'm asking to be paid for this information because i don't think i can get it down long enough for it to be worthwhile well yeah but that again obviously that presents a problem on the other side of it which if people just buy that information from you then they're going to squeeze out the edge otherwise right i guess is that i'm just kind of yeah and that's where, that's where i don't now. i don't I don't know if uh, I don't know if it works in some of the I don't even want to say niche. I want to say under the markets without high high equity because sure. of some Not of that the, too. Like, the, the poor liquidity markets for poor sure. Poor liquidity. That's a good word for it. Like that's where I I worry about people that to try to sell try to sell picks on some things that aren't you know one of the four major sports or maybe in europe if it's cricket soccer f1 you know if, if you start well like my my garbage uh college basketball like somebody asked me was like are you gonna sell those yeah i'm betting the bet online openers like how how much of a garbage monster would i feel if i'm like hey I bet this it moved three points, but this is what I'm selling you. And also, boy, what a headache! I can never tell it. I just don't have the energy. I got kids, yeah. man. I, I don't. Have that. <laughs> I, I mean, I ain't got that kind of time. It takes no, me long enough just to handicap the women's soccer. Right, and I'm not faced with any of these other problems either, by the way. But then other, but other people are. And 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 you know, again, kind of going back to my original point about why I really don't care what you do with your edge. Like these edges are so fucking fragile they're so fragile you finally get one you finally fine-tune one uh, like it will be gone before you know it and we've talked about this off the air we've talked about this on other you know for other examples like sometimes it's gone before you know it's gone which means you have to pay to learn that the edge has been wiped out right and that that is absolutely a thing uh and you know so so there is quite a lot of risk in all of this and, yeah, no and, one, i know and i didn't, no didn't want to like yeah there is no loyalty there's no allegiance no, in I any of this we this is the wild fucking west if i don't want to yeah i don't want to turn it into a thing however you however you want you know i don't want to you know turn it into a whole thing where we're like just pumping up people that we like and people that we deal with but it's like it's like when we talked to pina christian pina when we talked to him about baseball i don't know month month and a half ago like it it, it couldn't be more clear that he's a guy that knows i can't just i can't just and he sells picks that's why i'm saying this i don't want to just pump up one touts tires but, you know, we respect, we, well, but we respect his opinion on baseball. And he, he, more than anybody, knows how fleeting edges are. He's always looking for new pitchers to fade, follow, or be indifferent of. He's kind. He knows. He and he, he'll he'll scrap stuff too. He'll scrap stuff faster than a lot of people, I think. Where he knows, just like, well, we made our money on this guy, and it's over now. He's uh, it was awesome. RIP, you know, we made like eight units off this guy over the last over the last three months. It was great. You know, that that's the thing about this too. Like if you 
if you try to rest and I don't, I don't know exactly where it's going with this point, but it, it goes to your, you know, the edges being fleeting, even in the major markets like this, the books are going to catch up. And if, you know, if you have a guy that says, Oh, I made, I made like 30 units last year doing this, that, and the other thing, like, is it really somebody who's done it long-term and is, is able to adjust and continue to do that as the market evolves? Or that's, that's where it just scares me. All these, I mean, are the kids, some of these kids that are that are touting on here on on gambling Twitter, some of them. I mean, people found out like, oh, I mean, this guy's in high school. Like that yeah. makes yeah. me nervous. not not that I've met I've met some people that are young that are damn near geniuses. I, I don't think age has anything to do with it, but I think that part still makes me super nervous. Oh yeah, we know people who, as high schoolers, were so gifted at crafting a narrative around a pick that. Uh, they were legitimately had, you know, full-time jobs just writing up narratives to go with some numerical models output. And that was that it was a full-on business to, oh, you know, to write up. Yeah, to I write forgot up. that. Yeah. And this guy was like, what, 15, 16 when he was doing this? And eventually, like, it all went up, it went to hell uh, because it, you know, the people got wind, like, this guy's like well underage like what's going on here you know and then yeah it uh, just evolved in that in that way because it's know, like it the weird. it's like the plot to almost famous kind of yeah yeah pretty much actually yeah um <laughs> so it's it's uh it but yeah it's it's there there are very clear um instances in my opinion where you have people who are very who are good at handicapping who have advantage information and it's worth your while to know what that information is. Okay. It is also a very clear that there's lots and lots of people who don't have an advantage, but they're selling picks anyway, because there's money to be made there. Um, and I guess a key kind of, a key kind of uh, differentiator than if you're dealing with someone who is betting their picks uh, and again, you know, going back to, okay, is it a, is it a high liquidity pool or is it a small liquidity pool? If it's a high liquidity pool and they're betting their picks, maybe the numbers don't move. That's entirely possible. If it's someone who's making bets on a Wednesday, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday in an NFL week, uh, and you know, it's they've already gotten a stabilized number, uh, and you just have someone who is now picking through what's value, you know, value left after they've kind of uncircled some of the games. Right. Like clearly like that's a there's a hot enough liquidity in that pool that one player, despite, you know, regardless of edge is not necessarily going to move uh, the market, especially if the player's not making limit bets. Right. And, you know, it, it, there's an entire ecosystem around this of people who are arbitraging and scalping and, you know, manipulating price and things like that. I, you know, those people are moving numbers more than, you know, a lot of the players that we know. That's for sure. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I mean, that person could be making some moves off screen and maybe the number doesn't get affected. <laughs> I mean, and that's why my point was too, like, if you do get involved with somebody like this, it, I would think you'd want to be in one of the bigger markets like this where you're not worried about, well, you know, he it's his play, he bet it, but he bet it and it moved 13 cents and now I'm stuck with this number. And and to be But to be fair... I mean, that's always going to be part of the deal. That's just part of the trade-off. If you don't want to sit and do the work yourself and you don't want to handicap it and you want somebody to, you know, you want to buy their information, buy their picks like that, you, I guess that's that's just kind of part of the thing. 
it's it's a trade-off you're taking you might not always get the very best number if you don't you know if you're not using like notifications or you're not getting a text email or message through telegram or something and you don't catch the pick right away and you have to take a worse number i mean that's what you get for that's what you get for not doing it yourself i guess that's uh that's not something you can really change unless you're super super johnny on the spot <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you know, th gauging someone's ability to move the market or not move the market, I, I think entirely depends on the size of the pool, liquidity in the pool. If it's small market and the market's not reacting, you know, because as as you know, as you learned from the small, you know, the the small conference college basketball you played, it doesn't take a lot, and it doesn't take a very long winning track record to have market influence if it's a small enough market right yeah no for sure like you bet any i feel like you bet anything on like a bet online opener for even marginal amounts those lines are going to move because it and especially like we i don't know if we talked we talked so long off air before we recorded this and it's all mushing together i don't know if we mentioned this but like if you're betting a small market basketball game a full day before it takes place or more, probably like 30 hours before the game even starts, and you're taking the time to hit it like 20 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes after it actually pops open, like that's 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 the kind of stuff they're going to move on. Like, oh, we're taking super low limits on this for this reason. We're going to let people who like to hit these early ones help shape it. Like that's, yeah. that's just kind of how it goes. Like you, you have to expect, you have to expect that kind of thing in a low liquidity market right after the number moves. You know, you do that thing, you do that sort of thing with like NFL. I don't think the, I don't think you're going to end up with the same kind of moves with the same amount of money, but uh, yeah, something super low or who knows. I'd really love to know like in general, how many bets a book will take on like a, an MEAC college basketball game on a Tuesday or something. It would be hilarious if there was like seven total bets and I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, that's, we got four on one side, three on the other, and it doesn't fucking matter because it's like less. It's like it's like a thousand dollars total on this game. But, we took uh, more from a single better on a total in the Duke North Carolina game than we did from all of these people in this MEAC game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess to summarize and to kind of, you know, by all means, track down this chart for yourself, read it, think about it, give it some, I, I give this legitimacy. I absolutely do. I think this is like a fundamentally, it's so simple yet very elegantly paints all of the kind of conflicts of interest that exist in the touting world in a way that is kind of unimpeachable. I mean, there's really not in many ways to kind of come back, come back and attack this, but the fundamental things are, if you're buying plays from someone, do they have skin in the game as well? If not, why not? You know, that's a very important question. If they do have skin in the game, that presents a whole other, uh, you know, bunch of conflicts in that they could be moving the number before you get the opportunity to bet it. They could not be moving the number, which is a concern if it's a small market. <laughs> and you would think that if you're sharp, if you have sharp information and you're betting into a small market, you should be moving the number. Uh, and if it's in a big market, then at least that there, you know, that that's kind of maybe the one space on all of this where it's like, okay, 
like high liquidity market. They're betting close to, you know, they're, they're posting picks close to the closing number. They may have an actual edge. They're doing this because they're a little undercapitalized and they're trying to supplement, you know, what they can get without kind of completely blowing up their edge because they're, you know, they have 50 subscribers who are also kind of diffusing the the plays across all of these books. And there's not, you know, as easily a, an ability for someone to pick up the signal and squeeze out the edge for themselves. Uh, and so, but, but still, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not obvious, uh, that there's, that there is a, f a plus EV way to do this as a consumer, right? If you are doing, if you're, if you're not, well, no, like it's, a, just, if you're, it's just, it's just common sense, it like anything else on the internet. Right. Like, but if you're, if you're not doing it for the information, right. If you're not doing it to know what someone is on. If you're doing it because you're like, I legitimately want to bet these picks and make money, that you got to think very, very hard about this now because what you're effectively doing is increasing the vig on yourself, right? Oh yeah. You want? Can you I explain mean, that in a little bit more elegant terms than I can? I mean, if you bet ten plays at a hundred dollars a play, you're going to pay a hundred dollars in vig at normal one ten twos. But I mean, if, if it also costs you a hundred dollars for those ten plays, you're essentially playing minus one twenty on them because you're paying an additional ten cents. Like, and uh, I guess it goes back to the you're betting into a worse line, and that's a trade off. This is again, this is a trade off. If you don't want to take the time and try to handicap these yourself, or you don't think you have the ability, you don't think you you're smart enough to figure it out, or you just wanna you wanna get some action down, like yeah, you are going to pay extra juice in the form of the in the form of the fees you're paying. And that's uh yeah, that's just kind of part of the damn deal, I guess. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, um, I'm sure there's a million angles on this we haven't really touched. Oh, yeah. We're going to catch hell. We're going to just catch some hell on the timeline. This will be a fun one to argue <laughs> with people about. It's just, I don't know. Like, yeah, but again, from the beginning, it's America. Sell stuff if people want to buy it. Christ. Yeah. Let, right, let people right. do what they want. But And then at the same time, if you're on the other end, do your homework. Be careful. I've seen some of the stupidest shit. My, and Great just point. outside outside of touting, I mean, don't don't let someone book your action on here. I've seen yeah, people like, seriously. oh, he's a he's a bookie. Just don't I'm transact like, yeah. money with people you don't know on Twitter. Yeah, this I've seen so many people get scammed out of money. Like, and outside outside of this, completely off kilter, off topic. But yeah, like if if someone says they're they're running a book on a Twitter account with like three hundred followers, you, you think that guy's gonna pay you? Yeah. If you make a if you make a Twitter bet with somebody you don't really know, like do you, do you think that guy's gonna pay you if you lose? Like these are all just super bad ideas. Yeah, it, it, make your bets elsewhere. Book your action elsewhere. Don't go sending money to people you really haven't have no idea who they are. Like, because yeah. there are, there are legitimate. I think there are some legitimate people who sell plays, and they've been around for a while, and they have records, and they do write ups, and they actually bet their own picks. And I guess you know the peeps, the never tell community, still can pick those people apart to the death. But if you're gonna do it, like find somebody like that, because it's a hundred steps better than some of the absolute garbage you see out there.
Yeah. If it, I guess, I guess here's where I kind of draw the line in categories. If you're out there marketing yourself, like the people, if they buy your picks, will get rich. I have a problem with that because that's absolute lunacy. Uh, if you're out there marketing, you're you know marketing some fundamental scam like a martingale system and pretending like it has any uh, any long-term winning value. You can't lose forever. <laughs> if you're doing that. Yeah, you, you might you might as well just go do that at the blackjack table if you're going to do it, because oh, you get yeah, a hell of a lot more swings. You ever done that? You get, hell, you get a hell of a lot more swings at it at the blackjack table than you can do waiting for games day after day. Um, but aside from you know, if you're marketing a scam, then shame on you. Uh, if you are selling plays and you don't actually have an advantage, then you know I have no time for you. If you, you know, and then, but on the other side of that, if you have a finely tuned edge it's fragile and you have you decide to take that information and make money on it like you know good 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 on you go for it do whatever you want to do because guess what no one is looking out for you in this space everyone is trying to take your money and if you have something that's of value if you have something that's perceived as value and you want to capital you want to turn it into capital just you know go go for it i really i really have no issue with that uh and you know if if you have if you are putting you know if you're clearly someone who is clearly putting in work and clearly a, you know a sharp handicapper with a fluid system who's you know who is doing doing things in a way that is systematic and repeatable and you want to sell that information and very very reasonable that i would want to know what that is Right, very reasonable that I would want to incorporate that into my handicap as well, uh, and so I think I don't know. I mean, at least that's that's kind of the at the bottom line, like why I find, you know, value in you know people who are selling picks opinions. I would like to know what their process is. I would like to know what they're you know what they're coming up with on a day to day basis. I would like to know what they're seeing and hearing across the information channels that they have access to. Like it's almost certainly you are going to extend your bandwidth. Uh, if you pay attention to that sort of stuff, if you cultivate those kind of relationships, if you expand your network in that way, like you're going to be a you know more effective uh, you know mechanism to to attack the books in any given you know given given uh, sport. And you know I'm I'm kind of focused on these high liquidity markets in general, and so you know I don't have I don't really see a problem with uh, you know going after that type of information, especially if I can hit kind of come back. Uh, with enough, you know, with enough action on these that, you know, I'm making up more than making up for it uh, in a way that I think is, uh, you know, this is good term, good, good for long term, you know, good for long term winning, good for long term plus EV type of wagering. So that's, that's kind of my two cents. I don't know. I don't know if we did due diligence to this or if we just rambled for an hour, but we'll see what people think, what people have to say. I think um, we rambled, but it wasn't, I just kind of, I, I didn't mind getting my opinion out there. Like just, no, me yeah. Uh, yeah, and 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 you know, like the um, there, regardless, you know, regardless of what level you are in the gambling space, there are people who are above you in terms of market influence, in terms of power, in terms of money, and the minute they whiff uh, that you have an edge, uh, it will get squeezed dry. It will. And so that's kind of at the bottom line. Like that's why I really don't have a problem with people selling stuff. If, if it's, if it's legit, I really have no issue. Um, 
question for you and then let's wrap this up did uh when you first got into this did you ever buy picks from anyone i've i've been privy to a bunch of them like i, I don't want to god who did we split somebody oh i shouldn't even say this because i feel bad because we split his picks up i was definitely in a chat group where we, we split someone's picks i think it was soccer or something a long time ago this was a few years back but yeah for sure for sure oh yeah like I, I don't even want to say because we split them up. Don't like, don't say it. Don't, I, don't, I know you yeah, don't, I know, name, I know, no name, no, don't name names. I, I was I just curious. Like, if you, I was yeah, just curious. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, much. Do you remember your thinking? Yeah. Do you remember your thinking at the time? You were like, "Well, I'm going to bet this anyway. I might as well bet winning picks." I think it gets to be the the FOMO factor, and it was something I learned right away. Where you have somebody who is free, and then they go to they like, "Well, I'm now going to charge." Be like, "Well, I kind of want to see what they're doing still." Like, I enjoyed following that guy's picks, and then you end up paying for it, and like, that doesn't feel as good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, now it's a whole yeah. now it's a whole now it's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Now I now I pay for my picks because Jesus, sometimes it doesn't go well. <laughs> yeah i have i've always always paid my tuition through thinking i know more than i know that's been for sure um and you know and and to kind of give i i guess i would i just want to give some credit i mean i reached out to a bunch of people in the seville community the seville the contrarianville community the people who really go hard after you know the action network and and the the you know the people that are border borderline scout you know uh, uh, who are borderline um tout scamming uh or clearly tout scamming like you know they they are they're not doing it with you know they're not doing it just for the for the lulls right like they are they they have kind of the the naive consumer in mind when they're doing it so i really don't have a problem with you know any of the kind of aggressive abrasiveness that oh yeah no that, i don't want to i i think let's, yeah, let's I mean, throw think those people in there with, the, with some scammers like if you if you have a, a media platform and you, you say oh we don't sell picks we don't sell picks but we charge money and then when you're when you're you have some all of a sudden you have some leans or oh here's what we're playing and they do really well but like oh people who bought our information did really well this month yeah you kind of sell picks like you can't have it both right. ways. That's where I respect the people that just own it. Yeah, I sell picks. Where I, I don't. I, I hate that ambiguity where oh, we don't sell picks. That's not what we do here. And then right. when they when the when the liens go right, like oh, guess what? People who were privy to that information who got behind the paywall are up a lot of money because of these. Yeah. Like right, well, right. Yeah, I mean, you sold you sold picks. Right, and, and I mean, yeah, and you just know, own it. We we. we selling picks and uh slash selling information you know i mean like there's there's a pretty pretty gray line there right you're you're absolutely right about that and for sure if the information at question can be i don't know uh carefully refuted as to why it has any predictive value then that's even more dubious right I mean, it's a, it's not necessarily oh, yeah. advantage information if if there's really no clear and obvious um, you know way to capitalize on it, uh, and uh, I mean it's it's tough for me to sit and say that any of the um, 
kind of marketing that goes into, hey, here's the super secret data uh, that you can have for $59.99 a month, uh, which will make you a better handicapper. That uh, that checks a lot of boxes for uh, for scam, I got to say. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, presumably if this super secret data was so super secret and valuable, then, you know, it wouldn't be for sale. <laughs> it would be being used and everyone would have an island uh, who has their hands on this stuff. Uh, on top of the fact that uh, as we've kind of driven this point into the ground ad, ad nauseum, and if you don't know what we're talking about, like, you know, I don't think we're even really being that cagey about this buying betting percentages for who is on what game and what the ticket counts are and where the public money is and all that stuff. And, and implying that that has long-term, you know, predictive value for making plus EV wagers. The evidence is not there. It's not there. You need to know way more than betting percentages. You need to know who's betting into what markets. You need to know why those markets are, why those numbers are moving. You need to know when sharp positions are being taken what the number was when they were taken, not what the number is now. Uh, and, you know, fundamentally, if you can identify sharp action in a market and the, but a number is available to be bet, uh, it is guaranteed that the quote unquote sharp players who moved the number there no longer see value in it, period. And, um, you know, so you need some other, you need some other means, some other mechanism of originating your own handicapping on a game to uh, to make a play as opposed to relying on um, you know what is could most effectively be kind of qualified as you know ninety percent noise ten percent signal. I'd like more signal. More than ten percent for sure. Yeah. More than ten percent for sure. Um, especially because uh, the way the public bets on a game doesn't really have anything to do with the outcome of the game. Turns out, <laughs> a few specific boards that are on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one is, uh, no one is trying harder or less hard in the game because they, because uh, everyone's bet on them that night. That's not a thing. Um, all right, man. Yeah, the Twitter, up? Twitter much is not real. Yeah, Twitter much is not real. That's right. Call it a, call it an evening. Yep. Um, like you posited before, we'll be talking NFC, NFL, NBA offseason. I knew it did NBA offseason on Wednesday. NBA offseason and some draft props. Draft props are fun. I think oh, it's yeah. a case of uh, where we're probably three months late and the smart people, like Christ, uh, NFL draft props, Joey and KF franchise and a few other people that were really into it, they were betting NFL draft props in 2018. <laughs> you know, like, yes. and that's what you have to do. You have to get, you have to get away at somebody. It was, yeah, it was that K, K franchise or whatever his name is. Yeah, he was he, way he, out ahead. Well, he had like a huge plus number that like Kyler Murray even gets drafted in the NFL. Yeah, right. Right, much less right, in the right, first right. round, much less right. first overall. Uh, can right. you imagine? Like, just I had to laugh at some of those numbers. I love yeah, when people when people tweet to him, like, "Where'd you find that? Where'd at? you find that? Yeah, get in a fucking <laughs> yeah, get in a fucking time machine because he bet that like six months ago, and that's why that number's like that. So yeah, I think yeah, maybe yeah. we probably missed the boat, but I think we could probably find some something to talk about at least, or some narratives, or maybe even some value on some picks yet as we lay out the end. 
NBA draft. And I mean, the, the landscape just changed. We talked about the AD trade. Uh, that definitely changes thing. Like, I want to know who's going to pick up that fourth pick now. Yep. Katie injury changes things. Uh, the uh, uh, Kawhi title in Toronto changes things. The clay injury changes things. The Warriors were plus 200 favorites to win the title when they opened that market. And now they are like 16 to one. So uh, yeah, things, things freaking change. Um, by, and by the way, I've been talking to our buddy, Joey Nish about draft props. And he was basically saying that the offshore space is not doing us any favors in terms of hanging worthwhile props. Most of them, most of the, uh, the best drop bra- draft props. You want to guess where? New Jersey. New Jersey has been diligent about hanging oh NBA God. draft props. Can you believe and, that? And uh, can even everything like somebody else uh, it was it was my college basketball conference preview bets where I was betting on who would win the conference tournaments. I wrote those articles. Yeah, I was right. talking to somebody in Philly who um whatever the, I don't know if it's Sugar House or where he was at uh FanDuel I'm trying to think of what the books are in Philly, but one of the Philly books he had the app for, and that shit was popping like 16 hours before I could get it on any offshore. So it was fun, like playing the guessing game, like, hey, what's uh, what's what's Harvard? <laughs> and he'd tell me, like, shit. And then you'd wait for him to pop, and it, it is kind of amazing that uh, <laughs> onshore, like, yeah, they were first to market on a lot of that fun stuff. Makes me yeah. want to head east. So yeah, cool. I, know. I really want legal gaming to expand and get to california already but i don't have a whole lot of hope i live an hour from uh i live an hour from uh iowa casino then and they've they've said like they want to have it on you know up and running by the time nfl rolls around so diamond joe watch out yeah i'm actually curious it's not a very big casino i'm curious to where the where the hell they're gonna put a sports book but it's owned by a vegas outlet like I'm, I'm sure they they have the infrastructure in place. It'll be awesome to see what they put together. You lucky! This is the first good thing to happen to Iowa since Field of Dreams. So congrats, yeah. Iowa Regents. There you go. All right. Well, I think um, I fingers crossed that this is well received. But I, I think I don't know. I, I don't think there are any aspects of the tout industry that we didn't that we failed to cover that are important for the. Oh, for if we did, someone will let us know. Audience. Well, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and I know, think I it think just opens up a broader conversation on some of this. It stuff. does, it does. And guess what? It's freaking June, people. There's nothing to do but bet on baseball, and baseball's horrible. So, you know, by all means, uh, you know, get in our mentions, start a conversation about this if you want to explore some more areas, some more, uh, you know, some more avenues. Um, and, you know, God, you know what I want to do? There's a very clear line between the Seville folks who have no agenda, or at least the agenda is to, you know, to make, to, to throw, a, 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 um, you know, a, a, to, to gum up the scams uh, versus the, there is like a kind of an, a whole other category of people who masquerade as, you know, white knights in the tout industry who are actually touts trying to, you know, get other touts out of the space or, you know, or, publicly you know screw up people's reputations and shit like that like there's an entire category of that so don't just assume because someone you know supposedly exposes frauds on twitter that that person has no motive other than (laughs) other than you know just specifically targeting someone for some reason right 
I mean that that's that's something that we didn't mention. That's probably yeah. I think I know who you're talking about there. It's, there uh, there's a there's a bunch. I mean there there, there well, is there are one there are very, there's a, there are some me, very yeah. right there are some very well known bad actors in the gambling space who specifically use that strategy pretty regularly to take on free. We're gonna keep free handicappers. Yeah, free handicappers. Of course, this, of is, course a, this is a good point though. Of course we are, but that but but you know trust no one. Yes, I, I guess you know, w the the way to put a final point. An exclamation point on this is thank you to the Seville guys who, you know, who do kind of spend, you know, their time and energy exposing stuff that is garbage in the space. Um, you know, the stuff like uh, Darren Ravel changing his record, uh, you know, or, or not changing his record, but putting 135 unit play in uh, and then claiming he didn't understand that he was putting in, you know, not dollars, but units. Uh, and stuff like that. Like, I think that is, that's worthy exposing that stuff. And it teaches everyone in space who is, you know, at, at all experience levels, important lessons. And I think that's a worthwhile exercise. So thank you to those guys because they get no thanks. <laughs> so, uh, and I wish one of them would fucking join the podcast and help us do a better job of, you know, elucidating all of these points, but whatever it is, what it is. Um, you know, those guys keep their anonymity and they have good reason for it. And I understand. So it is what it is. Let's wrap it up. Happy Monday. Happy off season. Let's uh, let's let's touch on NBA this week, and then let's uh, then let's turn back into a football podcast like we desperately want to. Does that sound good? Oh, we got previews right around the corner. Oh, you know what? Regular just, regular you know what? season. Now that now that, now that no one's oh, now, that it's, now that it's now that it's now that it's summer and no one's listening <laughs> to this podcast anymore, we got to cut all the end of it. Let's get let's get into affiliate stuff next you know let, let's let's just go through all of the the third rails of all of the gambling content and just really burn all of our bridges that sound like fun well, we've been back and forth on affiliate <laughs> it's funny how like we've had long deep into the night you and i long conversations about affiliate deals and yeah, we'll, we've, we'll had, do that. we've had people change their mind both ways so yeah i think we'll i think it's next. worth touching on because i don't think a lot of people know what they are I'm sure that they don't. I'm sure that this is Greek to some people who are new to yeah, this. Yeah, fuck it. We're doing affiliate deals. Semi, We're yeah, affiliate deals. We'll, on everything. Yeah. Right. And then we'll, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a great jumping off point. All right. Take it easy, man. Have a great, great yeah. rest of your week. Good luck in the Women's oh, World Cup good. round of, round, round three. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's dog days of summer, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>